amazing time of worship wasn't it thank you thank you so much to our praise team that was great um so last week we i told you we were finishing our series on on the church the church defined and um we're not so um i want to do one more message i really felt led to to continue in that you know we've had a rough week um i wanted to look at the impact that the early church made and focus on that and i really can't believe that i forgot to mention that in this series but when you look at the early church they made a huge impact huge um we still talk about it today and it's not just something that we read about it's something that we can see and it's something that we can we can feel and you know it's been a rough week we lost a a loved one this week We lost a, I lost a friend, you you lost a friend, we lost a sister in Christ. Uh, We lost a family member of our church. And she, as I was processing this this week, um, started realizing how much of an impact she made on my life. And then I started noticing, well, everybody else was saying how big, big of an impact she made on their life. And before I knew it, I, you know, the impact that this life had on on our world was tremendous. It really was. Who We've had people like that in our lives. Who, who's impacted your life? You know? And I want to ask us, this is is your life making an impact you know years or or even decades from now what will be said of your life what will be the impact your life has had on this world when i read the gospel accounts and listen to jesus teaching he would say things like i want you to impact the world he would say i want you to be salt and to be light in the world. And those things have purpose and meaning. And I, I want you to impact the world for me. That's what God wants. Not just for us to exist, to just be here, to just get by, to just survive. But to impact this world for him. Um, and we, I want to go back to the beginning of Acts here. Acts 1.8, you know, if the church was a body, this would be the tattoo on the body, right? This, this is our theme verse for the church, Acts 1.8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in, in all of Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. What is that? 
witnesses of Jesus to the ends of the earth. That is impacting the world for Jesus Christ. That is our purpose. That's your purpose as an individual. That is our purpose as a church to impact the world for Jesus Christ. And you, you might think, and I've thought this before, when I start comparing my life to others, and I see what a big impact this person had, and I look at my life, like, there's no way I could impact like that. Um, but, you know, there's no such thing as a small thing to God. When we start being faithful and we start being obedient and we start impacting the world for Christ, it's all big to him. It is. Even the smallest pebbles make a few ripples, right? Every life counts to God. Every life is important, and so every life can have an impact. So I want to talk to you this morning about how to have a lasting impact, and I want to give you three things in Scripture. First of all, to have an impact, to have a lasting impact, we need to make the most of time. We need to make the most of time. For our lives to have an impact, we have to make the most of time because time is limited. You don't have a um, unending supply of time in the shelf. The, you know, the, the clock is ticking. It's ticking away. We can't see it, but it's ticking. You know, the, the disciples were concerned about time. They they were concerned about so many things. They were with Jesus. They had seen miracles. They had seen him do amazing things. Um, they were with the Son of God. Imagine that. Walking with him. Hanging out with him. Ministering with him. And so when it came time for him to transition from this world to, to heaven, they didn't understand that. And Jesus taught them about him leaving and about... Um, another age coming in and about difficult times and, and the end times and things like that. And they said, when will this be? When will this take place? We want to know. How much time do we have left? And Jesus' response to them was very sobering. Acts 1-7, he said to them, this is the Son of God speaking, he said to them, it is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority. Quite frankly, Jesus said, it's not for you to know. In other words, you can't, you can't know it. For reasons that are unknown to us, and I am positive that they are good reasons, God does not want us to have that information. But God does want us to know some things about time. He wants us to know that it is so important for reasons. Um, the Bible says that, that teaches us about time that life is a vapor. Life is a, is a mist. Life is fragile. Life is like the dew in the morning. It is, it is here, and it's gone, and so that teaches us that time is important. It's precious. It's priceless, and every single moment that we have is a gift from God, and we need to make it count. Psalm 90, 12, I love this verse. It says, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. You know, we naturally take time for granted. You know, it's difficult seasons like this that remind us how fragile time is. But then what happens weeks from now? 
we get back, especially me, you know, we, we, we take time for granted. We get back in a different routine. Um, and the psalmist is like that. And what he's saying is, God, help me not to take time for granted. Teach me to number my days. Help me, God. And it's interesting that he says, number my days here. And that literally means to write on the wall. You know, just like that movie Cast Away with Tom Hanks. And he's in the cave there with his toothache and his volleyball. And at the same time, he is taking a rock and he's marking the day it is on the wall. And when does he do it? One day at a time. And, and that's what the psalmist is saying here. The only day that we have is today. We've got to make every moment count. You know, I look back on my life, and sure, there are a lot of regrets, a lot of things that I did wrong, but there's a lot of right things that I did were, that were just simply not important. You know, not necessarily bad things, but just spent so much time on unimportant things, things that don't have an impact. If, if you knew that you only had a short time, what would you do? Who would you talk to? Who would you call? Who would you write? Who would you forgive? Who who would you work so hard to just say, I love you. Wow. That, you see, that's the way we need to think. That's how time is. We need to live every single day like it's our last. We need to make the most of the time. Secondly, the next thing that will help us make a lasting impact is to make the most of life. This may sound like making the most of time, but it's not. What I mean by this is we need to make the most of, of our new life. So especially as Christians, you know, the Bible teaches us that when we place our faith in Jesus, we are born again. All right? And what that literally means is you have a second life. You have a second chance. You have a new life. And so in this new life, we need to make the most of that for Jesus, for Jesus. Acts twenty twenty four. I love this verse. Paul talks about this very thing. However, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me, the task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. You know, Paul wrote this um, very late in in his ministry, late in his life. And he wasn't saying that his life was worthless. What he was saying was his life wasn't his. It wasn't his anymore. It, it belonged to, to the Lord, and so the main goal of his life was to finish what the Lord wanted him to. You see, Paul didn't know about time either. He didn't have a watch, didn't have a, a cell phone, didn't have a smart watch or anything like that. But he did know that time 
was of the essence. Time was important. And he knew that through Jesus, he had been given a new life. What an example of new life. What a great example from going to persecuting Jesus and Christians to praising Jesus in a moment. Night and day difference. Look, is our lives like that? You know, are we making the most of our new life for, for, for the Lord? You know, Paul wasn't living for Paul anymore. He was living for Christ. Living for Christ. I love this verse in Galatians 2.20. One of my favorite verses. Paul says this, I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I live, the life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. How powerful is that? Now, what Paul said here is so important, and it's the mindset that we all need to have. Jesus gave his life for me, and I'm going to give my life to him. My life is now his. The life that we as Christians have now is to be lived for Jesus Christ. You know, Jesus just isn't someone that you believe in, but he's someone that you live for. You live for him. We owe our lives to him. You might say, how do I do that? Well, the obvious answers are prayer and reading God's word and Bible study and church, you know, corporate worship, serving and things like that. Those are the those are the easy answers. Um, but to have an impact on the world, you have to live your life for Christ out in the world. Um, I looked up a study. Someone did a survey of a typical lifespan of a person that is 70 years old and the time spent in those years. And here's the estimate. For most of our lives, we sleep. Right? A lot of you sleep during church. Um, but we sleep. No, about 33% of our life is sleeping. That's good. We need rest. Uh, the, the next is working. Um, we work for about 23% of our life, average about 16 years. Some it's longer, some it's shorter. The rest is, is stuff like TV, eating, travel, leisure, dressing is two years. Uh, for some of you, it's like four years. <laughs> so if you take that snapshot of the average life, how do you... How do you do that? How do you make the most of your life in those little things? Um, well, since work and leisure make, make up most of your time, you make the most of your life by being like Jesus wherever you are and whatever you're doing. So work, for example, you know, your workplace is a mission field. It is. Where you work, the interactions you have, you have an opportunity like nobody else does to live your life for the Lord. Be the weird person at work, right? Be the one that nobody wants to talk to or get around because they're afraid you'll talk about Jesus. What an opportunity. At school for kids, college, man, what an opportunity you have to live your life for the Lord in what you're doing 
traveling. A lot of us travel. We do a lot of time traveling, especially on weekends and during the summers. Hey, when you go, take Jesus with you. You know, don't leave him behind. See, too many people thinking that they can, okay, I'm, I'm going here, and since I'm not known here, I can act and behave a little bit differently. Right? I, I don't have to be the, the, the me that I'm here that I am here. I can be somebody else when I'm when I'm away. You know, don't waste that opportunity to take Jesus with you. You never know who's going to pick him up when you go. Or what about at home? Wow, at home. So many of us, so many Christians do the churchy thing here. And when we go home, we're somebody else. You know, and if Jesus isn't welcome in your home. Where is he welcome? How can we be witnesses of Jesus to the ends of the earth when we won't be witnesses of Jesus to the ends of our hallways? See, it's not, I want to echo what Paul said here. It's not us, it's not we who live, but it's Christ who lives in us now. And may that be, may that be in our lives. We start making our lives more Christ-centered. I promise you, your life will have a huge impact on those around you. Well, the final way we can make a lasting impact is this. We can make the most of God. Make the most of God. You know, we were made to worship. We were made to praise. We were created to bring glory to God with our lives, not just for a day. Not just for a song, not just for a church service, not just for a month, but for our lives. A lifetime. Psalm 146.2, I love this. I will praise the Lord all my life. I will sing praise to my God as long as I live. So for our lifetimes, however long that may be for us, as long as we live, in every season of life, we are to praise God. We are to make the most of God in our lives. But you know what? That's hard when life is hard. Oh, it's easy to, it's easy to praise God and raise our hands when things are going good. It's easy to say amen and praise the Lord when we're happy. When we go through hardship and difficulty... It's when it's hard to make the most of God. But you know, God still wants us to do that. And we still need to do that. And our lives can have a lasting impact when we do that. You know, the early Christians went through very, very difficult times. Extremely difficult times. But even though they faced tremendous adversity and opposition, they made the most of God despite their circumstances look at eight acts eight four those who had been scattered preached the word wherever they went now that is a very short sentence but a lot happened in that sentence this involves many lives many people many different hardships okay they faced heavy persecution it started with jesus and anybody that placed their faith in him it just trickled down 
And it really began with Stephen, a young guy, probably my age, maybe a little bit younger, was just nominated as a deacon in his church, filled with the Holy Spirit. And he was drug out and he was stoned. He was killed because he spoke and followed Jesus. It started with Stephen and then it just spread. Imagine this. All the Christians in and around Jerusalem were a target. If you were a Christian, if you placed your faith in Jesus, you were a target. And so they scattered. They scattered. Many of them fled Jerusalem. Jerusalem used to be the capital of Christianity. Well, not now. Not anymore. All of them fled. But you know what? They didn't allow fear, anger, uncertainty to overcome their faith. <laughs> they preached the word wherever they went. They told everyone about Jesus. And I just think about what they could have done. They could have walked away from the faith. Oh, is, if this is how it is, I don't want none of it. Right? They could have said, I don't want any more of this. I don't want to be a part of this. As they scattered, they could have said, hey, look, be careful with that Jesus guy. Don't talk about him too much or your life will be miserable. You know, they didn't do that. They made the most of God while going through a very, very difficult time. And man, did they have an impact on this world. We look around. I look around at you. I look around at every building that is called a church. They had an impact. We are here. We are here. We know Christ. You know Christ. Because so many made the most of God while going through difficulty, you see. What an impact. We need to do the same. We need to make the most of God throughout all of our life, including those difficult seasons. How do we do that? I, I know it's hard. Look, when you're going, especially if you're going through a tragedy or some extreme hardship, it's hard to make the most of God and praise God in those seasons during those times. I thought about this a lot, and I just went back to the verse. And those that were scattered preached the word wherever they went. What did they do? They focused on Jesus. They focused on Jesus. Even if we experience the very worst that this world has, we still have the very best that this world has, and that's Jesus Christ. Um, there was a husband and wife. They had been married 50 years or so. A really close uh, couple had three kids who were older and had you know, moved, moved off and started families of their own. And they were living in a home that they built right when they got married, so it's been in this house a while. Well, one night they were awakened to the sound of a, a smoke alarm going off and come to find out that their house was on fire. And they, they made it out, barely made it out. But their home was completely destroyed, devastated. And a couple of days later, after they were allowed to return to the home and, and, and try to salvage what they could, um, they did that. And the, the wife went to the section of the home 
uh, one section of the home and she started digging around and she found a box that was that had made it through that had been preserved and she opened it up and in it were were pictures of her family and she just started going through the pictures and she looked at her husband and, and he was over on another side in a certain area and he was obviously looking for something special too and and he through the rubble found another box that had been, had been preserved and he opened it and it was filled with love letters that him and his wife had written each other dating back to elementary school and with with the smoke still coming up from the home and with everything destroyed and everything black around them these two husband and wife came together and hugged and reminisced and loved and praised and celebrated you know this life is really really hard sometimes it's really hard but if you're a christian jesus is the greatest thing in this world and in your life and he has every every reason for us to celebrate him i love what paul says in philippians 3 8 he tries to put in words the greatness of god the greatness of jesus and he struggles a little bit and he just says hey nothing compares to the infinite value of knowing jesus christ our lord you know what jesus christ is he is that thing in the box that we go and we dig for. And when our world is burning down around us, we go and we find him and, and we hold on to him and we love him. Nothing compares. No amount of money, no amount of wealth, no amount of fame. Nothing compares to your relationship with Jesus Christ. That's why you can have joy in the midst of sorrow. That's why you can have peace in the presence of pain because you have the greatest thing in this world. You can make the most of God by focusing on the best of God, and that's Jesus Christ. When you praise Jesus, even through difficulty, not only will it strengthen your faith, but it will have a lasting impact on those around you. It will. People will see Christ in you, People will come to faith in Jesus because of you. Wouldn't that be great? Because ultimately, that's why we're here, to impact this world for Jesus Christ. I pray that when we finish our course for Christ, that our lives would have had a lasting impact. But let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you for today and this message. Father, we thank you for your word we thank you for your spirit. Father, we thank you for your son. Father, we know in this world that there is trouble, there is sin, there is death, there is sickness, there is sorrow, but help us to take heart in knowing that you have overcome the world. Father, may we see our lives as belonging to you, as a tool for you to use 
to make an impact for you in this world. Help us to make the most of our time and not take a single second for granted. Help us to invest our time in important matters and in matters that will have a lasting impact. Father, help us to make the most of Jesus Christ, our new life in him. Help us to live our lives for him and not for ourselves. And Father, when we do encounter hardship, when we do face devastating loss and sadness, help us to cling to Jesus. Help us to anchor ourselves in his grace and in his love and knowing that through him there's hope, through him there's salvation, through him there's peace for now and all eternity. Help us to impact this world for Jesus Christ. In his name we pray. Amen.